Welcome back to the Functional Creative episode 14. My name's Jay Ruzica. Today we are talking about brands. And look at me jumping right into it. I'm not meandering in the beginning, not talking about something unrelated, just jumping right in. We're going to jump right into this and talk about brands and branding. And if you're listening to this, you probably have an interest in your brand. Maybe you're setting up a company and you're trying to figure out the best way to brand your company. It's important to have a company. It's important to have a legal entity. The one thing we're not going to talk about so much is setting up a company, but also we're not going to talk about naming a company because I think hopefully you have some sort of name or a short list of names that you have picked out so far. Naming is really hard. It's really difficult for me to come on here and tell you what to choose for a name just because it's so different for everybody. It's usually such a personal thing to everybody. My best advice in that area is just don't complicate things. You don't have to have the best-sounding name that's ever existed. Uh, I don't think that's, that's certainly anything that's necessary. You just need to be able to have a name that will differentiate your company from others, and that is an easy way for people to find you and your service. So don't overcomplicate things. But branding is so important. You know, it's, you got to think of your brand almost like its own identity. You know, it's its own living, breathing creature. It's, it's a vehicle for your services. It's the thing that people see. It's the front-facing entity that people see when they're looking at your service that you are providing for people. When determining your brand, the first thing you want to do is think about your target audience. We talked about this a long time ago on one of the first episodes when we talked about niche, and that is you need to find a target audience. Your products and service can't be for everybody. You don't market towards everybody. That's a very bad way to market products and services because what you do shouldn't be for everybody. It should be for a specific group of people. You need to be able to kind of narrow down who you're targeting with your product or service. And for thinking about your brand, you need to start thinking, who am I targeting and why am I targeting them? But most importantly, what makes my product or service different than any other person's product or service? That's a hard one. It's difficult to see sometimes what people are getting different with you than any of the other choices that they have. And there's probably so many choices that people have where you're not the only game in town. So in order to stand out and find the right customer base, you really want to think about what makes you different than everybody else and why your service is something that they should prefer over others that offer the same service. And the reason for that is knowing who your audience is is going to help you set the tone for what your brand is. If you're trying to market towards a younger audience, obviously you would be using different marketing tools, different styles, a different feel and tone to your brand than if you were to be marketing to 65 and up. 
But and also in thinking about this, you don't want to craft your brand to be something that isn't you either. You want to make sure that your brand is an extension of you. It's an extension of your voice, of your personality. Your brand should be an extension of you, the person, the individual behind it. It should be the voice that you have. And now you've taken that voice and you've crafted it into this well thought out company and you put it out right in front of you and it's the voice of you and your work and your products and your service and everything you do is kind of encompassed in this brand. And it's important to really figure this out because every post that you make on social media, the wording of these posts have to fit with your brand. The logo has to feel like something that would be representative of this brand that you've thought out. Visual identity is the next step to all of this. Step one is kind of figuring out what service are you offering and who are you marketing that service to specifically? And what's your name, right? That's kind of step one. What makes you different? Step two is now figuring out your visual imagery. And one of the first things that you'll be looking at in this step is your logo. And not just have somebody create just a cool looking logo out of nowhere and that's your logo. You have to think about it much more than just that. You need to think of your logo as kind of the cover page of your visual identity. What style is your logo going to be in? Is it going to be a retro style? Is it going to be a handwritten style? Is it chic? Does it have flames coming out of it for some reason? But you have to kind of know what your brand is, which is that, that first step of determining what your brand is and who you're marketing it towards to really understand what your logo should be. And not just the style, but you want to consider fonts, you want to consider colors, and you don't want to just be like, oh, it's red. Like some people have their actual hex triplet like down to a science. So they know exactly the shade of red that they're going to be using on all their branding, their logos, their stationery, what have you. Just all of that is down to a very specific color of red. You also need to have an understanding of how you will use your logo and what the rules are against using your logo. You know, what sizes do you use on social media platforms? Is it at an angle? Is it not? Do you have an alternative logo? If so, what colors are inside the alternative logo? What can your logo be used for? What don't you want your logo to be used for? There's a lot of decisions to think about that goes along with how your actual logo is used. Once you kind of get a grasp on what that logo is, there's lots of other areas in your visual identity to think about. Writing style is a big topic. What is your writing style? Not just exactly how it sounds, but kind of as well. What's the voice of your brand? How does it sound? What words do you use? What slang do you use? Who you're marketing towards, of course, is what's going to drive you to be using uh, certain writing styles over others. Is your writing style very buttoned up, very prim and proper? Is it a lot of newer slang? By the way, if you're like 33, don't try to use like teenager slang. It never comes across right. People will know. People will know that you're like a, you, you know, like I'm 34 and I would never try to make a social media post that uses a bunch of uh, slang kids use because 
it would just seem like, hey, like, how do you do, fellow kids? Like, it wouldn't work. And they know. Like, you think you think you're still cool. Trust me, you're not. You're not still cool anymore. If you're above the age of like 26, you have no idea how teenagers or college students talk anymore. So keep that in mind. That don't try to pander. Know your audience, but don't try to pander too much. But there's a lot to think about with writing style. If you're going to say Friday, February 25th, do you put the TH on the end? Do you have it just end with the 25? Can you say 2 p.m. through 9 p.m.? Or do you have to do 2 p.m. dash 9 p.m.? Or can you just do 2 dash 9 p.m.? You know, there's a lot of different rules. People don't realize all the rules. Having done social media, there's a lot of rules about how you type out almost everything you type out. So thinking about your writing style, thinking about how to keep it uniform, thinking about how to have a unique voice for your company is kind of all part of the visual imagery. And adding to that, your font will also be that way. Now, if you're on social media, a lot of times there's a very limited fonts to choose from. But if you're creating imagery in Photoshop or Canva, or you're just, you know, you're making uh, imagery and uploading it later, you want to have kind of a default font that you use, something that your brand uses regularly. You don't want to go into 9, 10, 11 different fonts, depending on what day it is. You want to have that one font that is kind of representative of your brand. I've worked for companies that have like a visual style guide, and in it, they talk about their font, and they talk about why this is their font, and they get into a lot of analogies of why they chose this font and what the creation of this font, we know the history behind the creation of this font and how it relates to their brand and their message and their target audience, et cetera, et cetera. It can get very specific. And you want to be able to think about this is the font that I want to use. It creates a certain mood. It creates a certain aesthetic that people will see when they are reading anything that is being written from your brand to them. So you do want to not skimp on small little details like this that are actually pretty big details when it comes to brand consistency. And then the last thing you want to look at with the visual identity is the imagery style. So it doesn't matter if you're a photographer or a videographer or anything that's part of visual arts. You can do basically anything in any creative field. You're going to want to have images associated with your brand, whether that's images that you put out on social media, images for your website. You want to have imagery tied into your brand. So you, you need to figure out what is your style of imagery. Is it that kind of, you've seen it on Instagram, that very like bright, uh, clean white colors? Is it more of a dark and moody style? Is it more edgy? Are you going to be creating your own content for this? Are you going to be using stock websites? You can't be all over the place with imagery. You need to kind of be consistent and it needs to have a consistent look. It needs to have a consistent feel. It needs to be so that your customer base sees an image posted on social media, on your website, in an advertisement, and they can already say, oh, it's got to be this company. Or, oh, it's got to be at least one of these companies that I'm familiar with. Your imagery is important. It's the visual, other than your logo, it's the visual identity to your brand. It's what draws people's eyes into your product or service. And once again, when I say it can be stock images, I think it can. It can be stock images. Like if you were opening up an art gallery, a lot of times you could probably take some photos of the art that is being sold in your store. 
but maybe at some point you are looking for a call for artists. You want local people to submit artwork to your store that you may be able to acquire and then sell. And you want to be able to post this on social media. You want to be able to post that you're looking for local artists on social media. What image do you use? Like my brain immediately goes to in this situation, I'm picturing like an art gallery with like white brick walls, um, you know, really colorful art. So maybe you ha have a, a stock image of somebody painting something um, in a kind of a cool location, or maybe you have your friend pretend to paint something inside your store. So you kind of have your, your store as the backdrop. And I think something like that is what you have to think about because your imagery is so important to how people perceive you. It really sets the tone of the voice that you're putting out without actually writing a single word. So I think imagery is very important and you really need to nail down what your style is and stick to that style. You don't want to have like a moody shot one day and then a really nice bright shot another day and then find like a some stock photo from 2005 on another day. You want it to all kind of flow together. You want it all to feel like it's all part of one universe. So that's something that should not be overlooked even if you are going a stock photo route and I don't think it's bad to do so is just being consistent and having consistency and I think that's kind of the overarching topic with everything we've talked about today is your brand should be consistent the way you write should be consistent the way that font looks should be consistent the way your imagery looks should be consistent your logo and the images you use and the font should all be able to come together and have the same kind of overall feeling to it so you have a bunch of different pieces right you have your logo you have your writing style you have your imagery that you're using you have your your font you have your you know your website and your social media all of it should be able to come together and feel like it exists in the same universe under one umbrella and the way to do that is just simply have a plan and be consistent. And also I would say, don't feel like you're locked in forever. Sometimes you really want to get your product or service out there. You do all these steps and it just doesn't click or you start to feel like you are kind of getting pulled in a different direction. Rebranding is always something that you can do. Rebranding is always a way to freshen up your brand. So if you're listening to this and you've had maybe a brand or a company for a number of years now, and it just feels stale, I think rebranding is an amazing thing to do. I think every company should go through a rebranding phase every now and then in order to kind of freshen up the user experience and the whole look of the brand itself. So don't feel like you're being handcuffed right now that you have to pick these and you can never change them and you have to get it right and put all that pressure on yourself. I wouldn't worry about that so much. I would worry just about being consistent putting it out there and knowing that you have the flexibility in the future to change your brand as the times change and, and what people's likes are and how they change over time as well. So if you are starting a brand and you're, you're listening to this, I, I wish you nothing but the best. It's not easy, but it's very rewarding, especially when you start seeing everything kind of come together. It's a really a lot of fun. And, you know, I have plenty of ideas of how you can kind of get your brand off the ground. We could probably do a whole other podcast about that at some point. Just ways that you can that your brand can interact with the general public. One of the big ways right now. I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna get into this whole thing right now because I think this is a whole other podcast at some point. 
But I think one of the ways that you can make this work right now is do a giveaway. And don't do a giveaway where you just pick your friend as the winner or whatever. Do a real fun giveaway on Instagram. Give away a product or service that you're offering. It does a couple things. First off, it gets people to like and follow and share your image that you've posted on social media, which will get people to discover your brand who maybe didn't know it existed prior. It also gets people to to comment and like and all of that, which gets the algorithm to push your brand to the forefront of its social media platform. Lastly, if it's a product, people will wear that product or use that product and other people will see it. It's free marketing. If it's a service and the people like the service, they might become repeat customers or more importantly, tell a few friends about the service that you gave them and how useful it was to them. And you now you have a few new clients as well that are paying clients that will help your brand thrive and succeed. So just make sure that you're being consistent. Make sure that you're thinking about all these things and, and how they all work together and know that even the smallest details can be very important to the success of your brand and creating that one unique identity that you are pushing forwards to your client base. That's going to be it for episode 14. Thanks for listening. You can get us on Instagram at The Functional Creative. I've kind of gone back and forth with this. This is kind of pulling the curtain back again. Sometimes I think we don't need <laughs> this. This is completely out there. I feel like a lot of the people who listen to this are not following us on Instagram, but I feel like a lot of the people that listen to this follow me individually on Instagram. So part of me is like, do I just have the one account? Do I just have at jrazika? You guys message me on there. I post links to the, the podcast on there. Or do you think the traditional method of having a separate Instagram for the functional creative helps? Because I, I do think, once again, it's a very uh, a bad idea to not have the separate one. But also, so many people who are interested in these topics tend to kind of gravitate towards that area of Instagram, my personal Instagram, where I output my photography and videography work. So as of right now, we have both. So at the functional creative, at jrazika, I'll put those in the show notes as well so you don't have to try to spell my last name. But just something to think about going forward, I guess. It's it's kind of, a, you know, as I said, it's it's probably the exact opposite of what people would tell you in terms of branding, but uh, I think that maybe at some point, one social media could be more beneficial instead of this having its own Instagram. I don't know. Just thoughts I've had. You can let me know about that at The Functional Creative or at Jay Rizika as well. So we'll see you in two weeks for episode 15. And then we're off for a little bit. I won't be off for, I don't think, too, too long. But we will be off for a little bit. The idea is to do seasons. And, and each season is 15 episodes long. So we're going to do um, a 15th episode in a couple weeks. Then we're going to take a couple weeks off. We're going to start recording some new episodes. We're going to start having some interviews. And then we're going to be able to come back strong with another 15 episodes. So thank you for listening to this. I hope to connect with you soon. And I'll see you in two weeks right here on The Functional Creative.